Wrestling Reverb is a part of the Pulse Podcast Network. Pulse Podcast Network provides you with the best variety of podcasts on the web. From sports such as the WWE and NBA, all the way through to Dungeons and Dragons podcasts and anything in between. Head on over to PulsePodcastNetwork.com or you can download the Pulse Podcast app, which is available on both Apple devices and Android devices. Hello everyone and welcome to another edition of Wrestling Reverb. I am your host Josh. Now unfortunately for this episode, Kevin will not be joining us. He had some stuff to attend to, but he'll be back later in the week. No need to fear, but... As you've probably seen on Twitter, I have a very special guest today. Now, it's kind of tradition around here on Wrestling Reverb that I allow my guests to introduce themselves, plug away whatever they got to plug away, and uh, just uh, let us know your kind of background with uh, wrestling and podcasting. Well, hello. Thank you very much, Josh, for having me. Um, I am Omega Luke from Omega Luke Wrestling. Um I started podcasting right about the same time as you, actually. We were just discussing before we came on, like, sort of times and stuff. And it turns out we have very similar uh, times that we came we on. Do, Around about do. the June, July time was roughly when I first started as well. Um, I started off really just focusing on fantasy booking and, and going through that. And, and obviously, I've had, uh, for people who know who I am roughly, I've, I've, I've quite famous for the the fantasy booking league which just came to a close a couple of weeks ago um since then i've done quite a few interviews which i've really enjoyed um just doing a lot of different stuff really um and i really like collaborating with with guys like you and and wilfred and everything like that i think that's the when you have people who do what you do um that's the best sort of episodes that i've found to have for like discussions like this so um, yeah, it's, I'm, I'm really happy that uh, that you've had in, asked me to come on today. I'm really happy to join you. Yeah, I think um, first and foremost, I have listened to your podcast many, many times. I am a fan. Um, I'm not just saying that because you're here. I genuinely am a fan. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I could just be blowing smoke up your ass here, but I'm not. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, and I think you probably agree with me on this, is that like with wrestling podcasts it's really different um like we've never chatted before and there's i've noticed this with 99.9 percent of everyone i've talked to um in the wrestling podcast community just having chats it's not awkward like we're just having a chat beforehand and you know there's no awkward silence it's just like now we kind of know what we're you know the core of what we love is wrestling so we could probably talk hours about it. Well, yeah, I mean, we were supposed to start recording about 20 minutes ago, and then we ended up just, just chatting about wrestling for, for 20 minutes without even realizing we were recording. Uh, well, we weren't recording. And I, was, I was thinking in my head while we were chatting, I was like, this would make a really good episode. Yeah. <laughs> it really probably would have, but it's just, it is, um, I think what I love most about doing this kind of stuff is it's just, it's a really refreshing for the most part, are a really refreshing community um, that, you know, you can just ask to have a chat to and it's, yeah, there's no awkwardness. It's just, 
it's just a nice, friendly chat with someone that, you know, it feels like you've been friends with them for years because of just the way yeah. it's so natural to chat with people. Um, I, was I mean, kinda, I speak to yeah. the people of the wrestling community more than I actually speak to my actual friends. Mm-hmm. Like my best friends who I've known for 25 years, lived in my street and everything. Um, I speak to guys like Wilfred, um, uh, Fowl, people like that. I speak to them more on a daily basis than I do my actual friends, which is, you know, very strange. I, I'm because, the same. like you said, yeah, because like you said, you, you've got the same um, loves and 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 hobbies and everything, and 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 love for speaking about wrestling. So that's just how it how it goes, really, I suppose. And we're all trying to, you know, get our way in the world and promote our stuff. And and while you're doing that, you just happen to come across great discussions on on Twitter and stuff, I suppose. Yeah, that's exactly the the case. It's um, I I'm the same. I I talk to people on twitter about wrestling more than i do my actual friends um but it's just how it is it's not a definitely not a complaint i love talking about wrestling um and i just like meeting like-minded people that like wrestling as well i just like to chat or whatever it kind of may be um yeah you know we're just gonna today is not gonna be anything i haven't got really anything too great it's just going to be a nice little discussion this is kind of my favorite kind of podcast to do um first and foremost like let's let's go back a little bit with you um what's the kind of first memory you have of watching wrestling or at least first memory of liking or loving wrestling so i was born in 1992 so when i sort of um I suppose the age that you start remembering things at this age um, was probably right in the time of the Attitude Era. So uh, I remember briefly the Attitude Era, watching it live. I have a very strong memory of seeing Kane for the first time. Um, that's always stuck out to me when he ripped the door open of the oh, hell yeah. in the cell. That's that's something that always stuck in my mind that I, I think I seen live or I seen it the same time as it happened, you know, roughly in the same sort of week yep. or so. Um, depending on when it was shown on TV over here um, in the UK. And when I was younger, I I watched as much as I possibly could or was allowed to, um, but I always had videotapes. And obviously tape trading is quite a big thing for people in the UK because uh, of the accessibility. I prob- You've probably uh, experienced the same sort of thing yep. in, in Australia. Yeah. Um, so I always had I had three videos which I watched religiously. One was uh, a, a just a, a raw recap for like the last four weeks or something like that in yep. 1997, and it was Shawn Michaels' "I've Lost My Smile." Um, that one, so I watched religiously that one to death. Um, and the other two was WrestleMania 12, obviously 1996, and WrestleMania 15, 1999, um, which are probably my two favorite WrestleManias just because of that, really. They're obviously not my favorite as in the best because I think most people would sort of say the uh, 17 or 18 is probably like yeah. their favorites because of the, the shows and the matches that you had with like the Hardys, Edge and Christian stuff. Um, but the Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, Iron Man match, um it's an hour long well over an hour long obviously we know it went yeah. a little bit longer and i've watched it so many times that i think the, the amount of time i've must have played <laughs> for that match is ridiculous um and the rock stone code main event at wrestlemania 15 as well is one of my favorite ever matches and it's just 
Uh, that's sort of like my first memories because of those three videotapes which I owned back in the 90s. Yeah, it's um. so I was born in 1995. So I was like a couple years after that. I know I was told I watched wrestling, you know, during that time, maybe a little bit after. But um, my memory is literally like the first time I can really visualize it's like invasion so I come in just after all of that um yeah so I missed out on all of that obviously I've watched it now but um and like I remember like undisputed champion Chris Jericho I remember a mat I vividly remember sitting in front of a television um I don't know if it was live but it was live when it aired in Australia like when it first aired in Australia it was Stephanie McMahon Triple H and Chris Jericho in a triple threat match for the Undisputed Championship. I think it was the night after <laughs> Love that match. WrestleMania 18, maybe. Um, yeah. It is just a weird wrestling first, but I just remember vividly watching that. Um, yeah, and just wrestling is, um, especially as you know, a kid, it's so visually over the top. It still is now, but I mean, it's just so extra. And yeah. as a kid, you just fall in love with it. Um, you know, growing up, did you e- did you ever not? Did you ever fall out of wrestling? Was there ever a period of time? I know a lot of people fall out with wrestling and just kind of find a little bit of lull with it. But did you ever fall out of pro wrestling at all? Yeah. So um, roughly in my teenage years, I think, which is when most people tend to fall out. I know you yourself um, from listening to you before. You said you've never really fell out of it which nope. um you're sort of like my friends who who are the same sort of thing of always watched it never fell out of it and and that's that still baffles me because um i remember just coming out of it uh, in my teenage years roughly i, I want to say between like 2007 through to like 2011 um, i always kept tabs on it um i knew like edge was a huge thing and and cena became bigger and stuff like that i suppose you just sort of keep an eye on it that sort of thing yeah um, I then came back into it with punk. Um, I think a lot of people did. I know yep. Wilfred said on your show, he did as well. Um, that's sort of what brought me into it a little bit. Um, and then I came back out of it again, roughly in 2013, I'd say when I got with my now wife, um, we moved to our own place and we, I just stopped buying the subscription for the channel that it was on and, and, and never followed it from there. I did, however, watch WrestleMania every year with my friends who stayed with it um, and confused the hell out of me because, you know, all these new things was happening and, and everything like that. I tried watching as much as I could, but was never really stuck in on interest for it. Um, and I came back into it. Uh, it's going to be about 18 months to 20 months ago now um, because of a little match that you may have heard of Omega versus Okada oh, yes. at Wrestle Kingdom. <laughs> so that was the the match that brought me in. Not live either. I, I didn't watch it live or anything. It was uh, What Culture Wrestling, uh, the YouTube show. I just had a sick day, I think it was, just watching YouTube uh, on repeat and came across a what, a what Culture video. I watched it. They spoke about Omega Okada, how it was the best match ever, and this six stars from Dave Meltzer and and uh, things like that, like record breaks and stuff like that, always sort of uh, catch my attention. So I wanted to see what the fuss was about. I, I YouTubed that, watched the highlights video, thought it was pretty incredible, and then found a definitely legal stream online of the full <laughs> match. 
and uh, watch the full match uh, to see what the, all the fuss is about. And, and that's what brought me back in, uh, brought me straight back into wrestling, and I've been in it ever since. It's weird. Um, I've obviously had chats with so many different people, and more times than not, people have fallen out of wrestling. And I, while I was aware that um, people stop watching wrestling after they kind of grow up a little bit into their teenage years, um, I was just under the... Obviously, I didn't know this community like I do now. I was just under the assumption that everyone was kind of like me in the sense of if you watch wrestling from a kid and you're watching wrestling now, you never fell out of wrestling at all. But I found that I'm more in the minority um, as I never fell out of wrestling at all. Um, I probably like wrestling more as a teenager than I did as a kid, to be honest with you. Um, I just... I think as a teenager, I started to understand what wrestling was and I started to kind of, you know, really, um, just involve myself in, in the business of it. Um, really try to understand what, what it is and what it was. Um, so yeah, it was just more so I never fell out with it, but more people are like you in the sense of when I say that, they're like, how there's such a. And I know there's such a <clears throat> dull time, especially in WWE, between those years, really, you know, 2007, yeah. 2011. There isn't a lot that really was that captivating. It's definitely went through a very massive lull. And, you know, a lot of people say um, Punk brought them back in, which I can see why. Um, and then as you kind of, you know, discover New Japan and, and, and whatever it may be, um, you come back into it. Um, did you know about New Japan when you were watching WWE as a kid? Did you know what you know? Did you know what that kind of side of wrestling was, or were you only familiar with WWE? No, see, I was very narrow-minded as a kid. I would not even watch WCW. I hated <laughs> WCW. Really, I really did. I, I was so WWF based. I don't know whether that was because in the UK that was what was shown on TV the most. Mm-hmm. Um, the only exposure really I had to WCW was a video game, which uh, was bought for me for Christmas one year. Uh, I played it, didn't really like it because I didn't know any of the characters, obviously, because um, I'm, I'm uh, a very familiarity type of guy. Yep. Um, I wanted, you know, Rock Bottom, whatever it was called at the time, or uh, Roy's War game, something like that instead would yep. probably have been a lot better um, for me. So uh, obviously WCW sort of worked with New Japan in the 90s, so I was never aware of it. Uh, I want to say the first sort of time I became really aware of New Japan was I watched TNA throughout uh, the noughties on and off uh, we spoke about it before uh, we started recording it was like the the octagon ring and stuff like that intrigued me yeah. um there was obviously a couple of wrestlers who went from wwf to tna so for me it was easy to get involved with uh, and watch because i was familiar with them already and one of the guys who i fell in love with watching while i was watching tna was aj styles and obviously he went to Japan, um, must have been about seven years or six years ago now. When yeah. uh, It couldn't have been that far. Yeah, about five, six years ago. Um, and that was when I was first aware of it. I didn't watch it. Um, my friend, who is uh, still a big wrestling fan and watched it all the way through, sort of told me, because we used to watch TNA together, um, that that's where AJ Styles was now. And that was when I was sort of aware of it. 
Um, but so when I came back into wrestling, it sort of shocked me that like in the noughties, Kurt Angle and Brock Lesnar had a match in New Japan. Um, that baffled me. I just couldn't really get my head around it because I was just so narrow-minded, so tunnel vision with it all. Um, but now, like looking back on it, it's it's cool for me because now I can go back and, and watch this stuff and really enjoy it. Like I I went back not so long ago and watched Kurt Angle versus Nakamura and stuff like that from like 2008 or something. It's yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. And it was really cool to watch. And we seen like young lines like Okada there, and it was just very strange for me. But um, yeah, I was very, very narrow-minded with that. I was the same. I didn't really watch anything, but WWE, I was always about it um, until I kind of, you know, grew up a little bit more and realized that there's a lot more than WWE. Um, yeah. Especially, there was a lot of different different products out there. Um, I kind of stated, I've said before on the podcast that I wasn't really a New Japan fan until... Um, not the last Wrestle Kingdom, but the Wrestle Kingdom before, um, with Jericho and, and when he come in and stuff like that. And I've discovered New Japan. It's only been in the last couple of years. So, um, man, I've gone back and watched a lot of New Japan and I love it. Um, yeah, I'm the same. It's just so different. It's presented so differently. I, I really do enjoy it. Um, I kind of said to you before, I'll give any wrestling a chance. And if I like it, I like it. If I don't, I don't. Um, but I definitely understand why people do only watch New Japan or they only watch WWE. It, it is so different. Um, it's it's definitely what you prefer and that's, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. But um, what do you say when you... So AEW is obviously a thing that is definitely a thing and it's definitely happening um when you first heard about AEW um not knowing what we know now what was your first kind of reaction to it so I'm not gonna lie um my because I've loved New Japan this last couple of years I fell in love with Omega and the Bucks and Cody um at New Japan and one of my mates who is primarily WWE based, he's like 95% WWE based. He watches the odd New Japan show. Mm-hmm. He has constantly wound me up and, and said constantly that, mate, the Omega Bucks, they'll, they'll all be at WWE soon because WWE is just too powerful. They've got all the money. They'll be there. And because I used to bite to it, he used to carry it on more. So I used to tell him, I was like, nope, they're going to make their own company out. I promise you it's going to happen. And then uh, we went to a show in Bristol, England uh, in December and Cody Rhodes was there and it was a meet and greet with Cody Rhodes. And this is obviously before any of AEW was announced. And one of the questions that some uh, this girl asked him was, you know, everyone's beating around the bush. What's happening in January? Are you starting your own company? are you joining WWE because this is the only two options for for what it seems like. It doesn't seem like you're going to stay put. There's obviously a big announcement. And he said, I'm not going to reveal anything yet, but what I'm going to say is the biggest risk anyone has ever took in wrestling. And to me, like you can put two, to, two and two together from that. Like that's obvious. He's making his own company. It's not a big risk going back to WWE. Like the only risk would be, would they use me? I'm still getting paid ridiculous amounts of money, but would they use me the same effect as what new Japan is? And, and that, so it was obvious that they were getting a new company. They were starting a new company. Mm. Um, 
when the AEW announcement was made on New Year's in America, so I woke up to it New Year's Day um, in England, I was just so excited. But I was also curious because we only seen the four guys there. So there wasn't a Kenny Omega yet and, and stuff like that. So um, the the threat of Kenny Omega going to WWE because obviously – I'm called Omega Luke. Kenny Omega is obviously a co- correlation there. Yes. Kenny Omega was the guy who got me back into wrestling. Um, I do love Kenny Omega. So uh, the last thing I wanted for him was to turn up to WWE. Not not as if like I don't want him to go there altogether. I would have been intrigued and definitely watched it and supported him there. Um, but just because I would be afraid that he can't be Kenny Omega there. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, He would have you. to change his style to the PG ways and stuff like that. Um, whereas I think all elite wrestling is a perfect fit for him if he has to leave new Japan. So, um, I was excited. Definitely. Um, I was sort of in your face to my friend, um, who isn't happy about it whatsoever. As much as like, obviously he's excited for all elite wrestling. He just wants to be able to watch them. Like he wants to watch these guys. And if it means that he has to subscribe to something on the internet and go on a laptop and do that, like he hasn't got time. He's a busy guy for for that, which I can completely understand. So, Hopefully, you know, they they do have a TV deal over here and, and it's easily accessible for people because, um, you know, as much as everyone says the the Internet is a beautiful thing, like I can I can go on the Internet right now and I can watch Stardom, which is an incredible company in yes. Japan for women's wrestling. You know, 10 years ago, that that might have been possible, but no one would ever know about it. Um, but now it's as easy as, as doing that. And, you know, they have their own subscription thing. It's, it's really easy to use and stuff. Um, but there's nothing easier than turning on your TV, selecting a channel and yeah. it just being there. I'm the so. same because over here, I'm hoping that there's a TV deal for AEW in Australia. I just don't know if it's going to be yeah. a thing. So, um, you know, you brought up the internet and that, and it is a beautiful thing that we can just like start them and stuff like that. New Japan, whatever it may be. WWE Network, whatever it may be, you can just log on to your literal phone and and watch away. But um, you bring up the internet, and it's a question that you know is always asked and and probably beaten to death. But do you think the internet overall, whether it's streaming, um, the community of it, the just the aspect of in- internet in regards to wrestling, do you think it hurts or helps the overall kind of sense of wrestling? It definitely has downsides, mm-hmm. um, and the biggest downside to me is spoilers. Obviously, like yep. um, today, I didn't watch New Japan Life. However, I know every result because because I'm a wrestling podcast. People tag me in a picture of the new champion, yep. um, so I I didn't get a chance to watch it live, um, and I know the results for everything. So that's a spoiler to me. I I was slightly disappointed, but expected it anyway. Um, but to me overall I think is a huge upside and the reason is I would not be into wrestling anymore if it wasn't for the fact of the internet because WWE as much as I I love it is what wrestling as a main is to me it's the reason why originally I love wrestling I wouldn't probably still watch wrestling if all I could watch was WWE Um, especially the main roster stuff. Like I get sick and tired of the decisions that they make between mania and survivor series every year. And that's the reason why I fall out of love of it. Um, but with the internet, 
just today, while I was on my day off, I watched Progress through the Fire Stick and, and watched their latest event, which I've been meaning to catch up on. Um, I would not be able to do that without the internet. No. I think that's the beauty of it. Um, also, people uh, like yourself in the wrestling community, we wouldn't be having this conversation about wrestling um, and enjoying talking about wrestling with someone in Australia, which is you know a 20-hour flight or whatever it is away from me. Um, that wouldn't be possible no. if it wasn't for the internet. I have so many like close internet friends through wrestling, which uh enhances my experience of wrestling um because my friends as much as i love them don't like the same things as i do they they aren't up for watching every new japan show they aren't up for watching every progress show i try as much as i can so when i watch these shows i want to talk about it with someone yeah and that's the best thing about the internet for me for wrestling i i think as well yeah i'm i agree with you like my co-host is on the other side of the world so it if it wasn't for the internet obviously w- well obviously none of us would be doing what we're doing um yeah and i just like to have in-depth discussions about new japan or wwe whatever it may just wrestling in general my older brother's into wrestling my younger sister is um her boyfriend is but outside of those three people um i really don't have too many you know hardcore quote-unquote wrestling fans um yeah you know so it is nice to get so many different opinions so many different flavors and styles and just whatever you know whatever everybody is kind of into um you kind of briefly mentioned that you know while you still like wwe it's still definitely a thing um you kind of don't agree with their decisions between Mania Survivor Series and you just get, I I can see why, you get sick and tired of just, you know, the same thing happening over and over again, expecting a different result. Um, Yeah. Do you, okay, like with WWE as opposed to, obviously you're a huge New Japan fan and um, do you watch WWE for the same reasons you watch New Japan or do you, do you know that it's a different product and do you watch it for different reasons? 100% no. Um, I, the reason why I started my podcast um, was to do fantasy booking. And the reason why I wanted to do fantasy booking was because I was sick of what the WWE do. And at the time, we were looking at Finn Balor, who was on like five losses, TV losses in a row, Um between the time that I started my podcast and I was like, can I, they not see how good Finn Balor is? Like it's, it's ridiculous. So the reason why I started my podcast was because my first episode was I fantasy booked Finn Balor and how I would improve him and, and use him uh, in a storyline. And it went down really well. Everyone who listened to it thoroughly agreed with um, what I said and said, you know, it'd be a really good idea and, and enjoyed the actual podcast. So uh, that's sort of what kicked it off for me. But I watched New Japan for the the storyline, the long-term storylines, yep. the the hard-hitting, strong style, if you will, that they have, uh, or the peruzu, however you say it. I'm, I really struggle with that word. <laughs> it just doesn't. It just doesn't sound how it looks to me. I don't know why. Um, but you know, they, that that sort of style of wrestling, and it's like completely different styles, like. I really enjoy watching 
Suzuki and Ishii hit 10 bells of crap out of each other for half an hour. And then I'll go on and I'll really enjoy watching Osprey versus anyone and they'll do high flying stuff. And then I'll go and watch Okada and Omega and they'll tear it up in a different style. And it's like you would not get any of that in WWE because as much as they have different styles of wrestlers, their matches are always the sort of same yeah. kind of a thing um, for me. And I, I watch WWE because I like the uh, the characters within um, their company. And NXT, I think they, they have you know a huge company in NXT. I, it's so underrated, NXT. As much as everyone knows about it now, it, to me it still is underrated. Um, and, you know, you I think... Being a person like we are who has a wrestling podcast, we're sort of in a duty to follow at least what happens with WWE. Yeah. So we're not so far out of the loop, if, if that's a crazy thing to say. So um, I watch it for that reason. I don't, you know, hand hand up. I don't actually watch Raw and SmackDown. I get the highlights. Yeah. Um, so because I just think it's, you know, that's five hours of my life, which I wouldn't... <laughs> want to watch more <laughs> but I, I will watch all the pay-per-views and yeah. NXT I watch all that uh live and well not live as in but I watch it all yeah uh, sort of thing so to answer your question in a long way no because um I think I it depends what mood I'm in as well like today I watched progress because I was really in the mood for progress um a couple of months ago I watched Chikara because I was really I, I watched it I read a couple of comic books I was in a very fun superhero mood yeah. if you will and that's what Chikara is about it's completely different it's not serious whatsoever it's so much fun and I watched that and uh, I think that's the best thing about wrestling there's something for everyone and, and, and non-wrestling fans um, if they give something a try they may thoroughly enjoy it if it's not WWE I, that's all yeah. I say to people no I get that I would I, I'm you know a WWE guy at heart. I always have been. I probably always will be. But I give equal time just to... I watch a lot of wrestling. It's it's no lie. But I give equal time to kind of everything. And I understand why people love what they love and don't like what they don't like. Um, I'm one of those crazy people that watch Raw and SmackDown every week. I am one of those psychopaths. Um and it, it can get... It's a struggle sometimes, I'm not going to lie yeah. to you. It's a struggle, and I see why people just tap out, and they're like, I can't do this. I'll just watch highlights, because you get the same out of it that you do as you watch an entire episode of Aurora SmackDown. Um, but you, know, you bring up a point with like non-wrestling fans, and it kind of brings me to a weird little story. A couple of weeks ago, um, it was the must have been the week after the Royal Rumble or the week of the Royal Rumble, something like that. It was definitely after it aired. Um, I had a friend over my house. We were just kind of hanging out and she'd never watched wrestling before. And she kind of, she obviously knows I'm a wrestling fan. Um, She said to me, hey, I've never watched wrestling before. Can we watch wrestling? And I was like, "Mm, yeah, we can. She's like, I seen on your Facebook about this, this rumble match. Can we, can we watch it? I was like, sure. So I chucked on the, uh, women's Royal rumble from this year. And it is so weird to watch a non wrestling fan who 
does not know what wrestling is and just kind of watch their reaction to it. Um, yeah. It is so odd. Like I was obviously watching the rumble, but then just kind of looking at her and she was just, I didn't know if she, what I couldn't read her expressions. It was just so many different emotions going on. Like there was a lot of like, what the hell is happening? Like, I don't understand any of this, but at the end to get to my point, she looked at me and she, I was like, did you like that? And she's like, I don't know if I liked it, but I definitely understand why you do. And that yeah. to me is just like, well, that you've, I've kind of, it's done its job. It's, it's, if you can take away that, at least from wrestling, I feel like you can, I, I, I think it's pretty obvious with a lot of people, um, why they're, uh, you know, WWE at least is in somewhat of a mainstream audience. There still is such a stigma against wrestling that people just can't get past. Um, especially yeah. people. That I have think it's well, it. like uh, um, my my mum. She yeah. she knows about wrestling now a little bit more because obviously I have a podcast and she you know takes note of what I do and stuff in my daily life. But yeah. um, before I had a wrestling podcast and spoke about Japanese wrestling or British wrestling, she would associate wrestling as WWE. She would go, Oh, that's that WWE stuff for any wrestling whatsoever. Yeah. So if I was going to go watch a local show, she goes, oh, are you going to the WWE show this weekend? It's like, no, it's not WWE. It's just wrestling in general. <laughs> um, and I think that's sort of because of WWE being the mainstream sort of thing. But I, um, my wife obviously now has to put up with me watching wrestling at times. And when we watch the WWE stuff, she sort of takes notice of what's going on. She recognizes a couple of people. She even bought me tickets to go watch the show when it came over here. She didn't enjoy it as much without the commentary um, because she says the commentary definitely helps her watching it because she's not a fan or, you know, enjoys watching it. But I really like it when my wife walks in while I'm watching uh, Japanese wrestling because of the legitimacy it it looks like they they are actually hitting each other for yeah. real. It looks a lot painful. They're dropping each other on their heads and stuff. And when she concentrates on things, my wife like reacts to stuff really funnily. And when we watch someone get dropped on the head or get kneed in the head, she's going, oh, and, and getting really into it. And I think that's the best thing about uh, wrestling when it's a non-wrestling fan watching it. And yeah. I think if they're doing that right, then I think that is uh, something that that benefits that 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 sort of style and and um, so to sort of get around to my point, um, people who aren't into wrestling, there is something that you know my wife isn't gonna go watch New Japan while I'm at work or anything, but I don't think she minds as much if it's on the telly because she does find it slightly entertaining because she wouldn't react like that if she didn't. Yeah, I agree. When I was watching the rumble um with my friend she was very much the opposite of things as in terms of she was reacting to very character based things like she yeah. took away um the iconics for example she was like i like those girls because they're bratty they're just annoying yeah she was yeah. i like them so she was very much into I think the story element of wrestling, that's what I noticed anyway when she was reacting. She was reacting to things like the Riot Squad, you know, with their numbers and pulling people out of the rumble and chucking them into the barricade and stuff. Like, she was reacting to that kind of stuff. So it is really weird. Um, I've watched wrestling with 
a lot of non-wrestling fans over the years, and it's weird what they take in. It, it, they're not yeah. watching it for the same reasons you are. And like we kind of alluded to before, it's the kind of beauty of wrestling is it's got something for everybody, whether you're watching WWE, New Japan, whatever it may be. Um, there is... I, I honestly, I know we're probably biased because we're wrestling fans, but wrestling is one of the best forms of entertainment because it covers so many different kinds of of entertainment. There's there's athleticism, there's characters, there's stories, there's comedy, there's a little bit of everything. And I think it really does kind of, it just really gravitates to so many different people, but it's just getting past that stigma of it it's sometimes hard to break yeah i think the trouble is with wrestling um for non-wrestling fans is that it is scripted it's you know Mm. it's predetermined and people just sometimes just can't get their head around that yeah and i i think that's the hardest barrier to cross but a way that I've always made people not made people get into it as if, oh yeah, well I'm going to give watch of them, but make make them understand why wrestling fans enjoy wrestling so much is they go to a cinema and watch a predetermined movie, they put on the telly and watch a predetermined yep. soap opera, you know, all these these channels. When, when people say, why do you watch? wrestling it's fake it's predetermined because oh so why are you watching friends for the seventh time because you know what's going to happen at the end of this episode um i still watch friends every day because i love love the tv series (laughs) to the point where i know exactly the same words that they're going to say next and but i'll still watch it i think my wife's in the other room watching it right now and you know why why i watch wrestling even though i kind of know what's going to happen or they definitely know what's going to happen anyway it's predetermined it's because it's entertaining. It's it is almost like a soap opera with violence. Yep. That's how I would sort of try and describe it to to non wrestling fans, and that's sort of the best way I've found um, to describe it to wrestling fans to make pe- uh, to non wrestling fans to make them understand why we enjoy it. Yeah. At the essence of it all, I've always said this: it's a television show. It's it is yeah. the same. You know, you mentioned Friends. In the essence, they're the same thing. They're both delivering entertainment it's they both have a script they both have blah you know x y and z um it is a television show and i i'm the same as you when a non there's nothing worse than i'm sitting down watching wrestling and there's a non-fan standing there and they're like why are you watching this it's fake why are you watching this blah 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 um and then i kind of do the same thing you do i'm like why do you watch this this show why do you watch this movie it's predetermined yeah. It's, it's the same thing. Like, I really don't... Yeah, and then you just get a lot of questions of like, oh, are they really hitting each other or this and this and this? It's just like, just yeah. enjoy it for what it is. <laughs> like, honestly, just yeah. take it in. Like, it's, it's, it's so hard sometimes. But, I mean, you probably had many different, I don't know, on the internet or growing up or whatever of people asking you, why the hell are you watching wrestling? It's stupid. I know I have... Um, it, it is just what it is, and I just kind of, I don't know, I just love wrestling. It's it's a weird yeah. form of entertainment, but I love it. <laughs> I mean, I'm the first one to sort of say, um, I think the, the first one that comes to my head is the Crown Jewel pay-per-view, where Ooh, Undertaker, yeah, exactly, <laughs> where Undertaker tried, like, Irish whipping Triple H into the barrier, and oh, they sort yeah. of did that yep. hokey-cokey dance. <laughs> but I'm the first one to look at that and go, oh, that's why non-wrestling fans hate wrestling. Mm-hmm. Like, 
because even I look at that and go, that's awful. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm the first I, one to point out when something doesn't look good. I'm like, that looks yeah. shit. But when it's when it's supposed to be sort of hokey, you know, you watch Chikara, I'm fine with seeing things in Chikara where it's weird and, and they pretend they're superpowers yeah, and stuff like that. That's the story of it. I, you know, I watch TV shows like The Flash and stuff like that where it's superheroes. I'm into comic books and stuff. So that's the story of it. But when I want to watch like legitimate fighting, when they muck it up like that, I'm the first one to go, oh, God, that doesn't look oh, great. Me too. Or, the amount of times I say that is just ridiculous. Yeah. But I like that's, Star that's Wars. The like, it's the same yeah. thing. Like, <laughs> exactly. we, yeah. I like Star Wars. Like, it's it, that's not real at all in any sense yeah. of the word. <laughs> Not yet, anyway. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it is it is a weird, uh, weird, weird entertainment. But um, talking about you know this, do you think wrestling in two thousand and nineteen and wrestling say twenty years ago, th- there's obviously a difference um, in the way it's presented. I think in a lot of ways, I think that's safe to say. Do you think the core of it is still the same, or do you think? maybe with the mainstream of WWE and do you think it's taken away from what wrestling essentially is or was, or do you think it's just evolved like anything would? Um, yes and no. I think the main roster has evolved into an entertainment business primarily for people under the age of 16 and below yeah um obviously we still get our entertainment from it because it's it's still sort of wrestling that we enjoy but Mm -hmm. i think as as a whole company they are most appealing to younger people i think there's there's no denying that no but we in 2019 we also have NXT, which I believe is a lot more for the hardcore fan base. Yeah. People like me or you who want to see uh, really good wrestling matches as well as good character development yeah. and good storytelling. It's got it all NXT, and that's really what does. I really love about it. Um, outside of the main stream of telly for, for wrestling, WWE, we have now uh, Progress, which is wrestling for adults they swear that you know the jim smallman comes on there he'll swear like three or four times before the show's even begun um it's you know they talk about drinking beer um i went to a show the other day and like wrestlers were taking beer out of the hands of fans and drinking it and stuff and that's wrestling for 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 me for uh primarily for me right over the normal wwe so i think you know, this has probably happened in 20 years ago. I was just never aware of it. Uh, maybe ECW was was sort of that sort of side of things for me, but I never watched ECW because I don't think it was really on TV that much over here. If if, yeah. if it was, I never managed to see it. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's a yes and no from me. I think we have evolved in ways, but primarily the the idea of the entertainment side of things. If anything, it's just expanded further away from where it was 20 years ago. So we have, like I said, Chikara. I'll keep bringing up Chikara because it is just so unique. Yeah. For Chikara 20 years ago probably wouldn't have worked. Whereas when it began, it began as what it is now, just not with the revs turned up to, to yeah. 100, if you know what I mean. Yeah, like I now, 
it's it's out there and and people who love it love it for what it is uh it's very hokey it's very superhero that sort of thing 20 years ago it would not have worked whatsoever we're, we're sort of branching out and it's getting further away from the core of it but it's still entertainment based for it's just entertainment based for certain types of people now i suppose yeah it is um i i agree with you for the most part is that it is still wrestling at the end of the day it is still that is the, the core of it i guess um nxt for me is what i think a lot of us like in a wwe world um it is the perfect kind of balance of everything um what would you i know this is a hard question just because of there's so many different forms of it but you know at its core what is your kind of favorite type of of wrestling is it the is it is it pure wrestling is it storytelling is it what what kind of makes you love it in the sense of now so it's sort of a mixture of both the legitimacy of the fighting yep. so I, I watch like the New Japan, the progress, because I love to see when it really does look like it hurts. Yep. Um, that to me is an extraordinary talent if the legitimacy of it is made to look real, but obviously they're protecting each other. Um, I think that's extraordinary. And the storytelling element of it, you know, everyone is a sucker for storytelling, yeah. but I think, uh, you know, I've read comic books for years now. I, I, I love TV shows where they have deep, meaningful stories where I have to think about things and, uh, big reviews. And I'm a sucker for an Easter egg as well. I must admit when I, mm-hmm. when I watch something and I think, Oh, that relates to that, you know, 20 episodes and stuff like that. I go. So, um, you know, when we have like Champa coming back and hitting Gargano on the back with a, with a crutch and it's like, Oh my God, it's Champa. He's yep. back because of the, the breakup of DIY and stuff like that. And, um, you know, things like that. Um, I think that's when I get most excited, uh, for, for wrestling. Definitely. So a mixture of the two of those things, which I believe companies like NXT, uh, like progress definitely do. And new Japan, definitely those sort of three, uh, I think is, is no surprise is my three sort of favorite things to watch in wrestling. And that's because they have those, the, the combination of the storytelling plus uh, the the legitimacy of wrestling as well. I get that. Um, I'm I'm like you. I'm a sucker for storytelling. I think a lot of us are. It's just the, like the little things of you know, like, oh my god, that happened this long ago, and I still remember. It. And it's like it's almost like they're doing that one little spot just for you. And it is yeah. It is weird. Like I I I get goosebumps over that kind of stuff. I I love that kind of stuff. Um, I I while I do like wrestling when it it is pure and it looks like it hurts, even though they're still trying to protect each other. Kind of everything you said. It's not a um, it's not a huge thing for me. Like I said, I love it. Um, but it's not something I live and die by. Um, I think yeah. that's why I like, will still like WWE as much as I do, because I can see past that sometimes. And while it's definitely a thing that I encourage and I would like to see more of um, in in this kind of day and age, it's yeah, it's not something that I generally it's not a necessity. Yeah, it's you. not a necessity. Yeah. Um, it's yeah, it's it's still great and I still love it. But I think I, what I, I 
I don't know why, especially the last couple of years, I'm very character-based. Like, I love wrestling. I love technical wrestling. I love it all. I, I love that. But if I'm almost to the point of no matter how great it can be in the ring, if I'm not involved in a character, I, I honestly sometimes I just can't, I can't get into it. I'm not... Um, I'm just a sucker for a great character. And sometimes my favorite characters are the over-the-top ones um, and stuff like that. It's just, I guess, each their own. Yeah. But I think it's just, honestly, as well as, like I've said before, I've never fallen out of wrestling. I think in a sense of watching so much WWE, I've been kind of wired to that. It's just what I'm used of. Like, we you know, production value and stuff like that. When I first started watching other things, I was so against it because I was like, WWE's production value is so top quality. Yeah. Um, I think that's a little bit now is that I'm so used to the WWE bubble and the formula of how a match works and how a character is presented or how someone is brought in. I get some, not all the time. I obviously can look past it. I'm a big enough wrestling fan to do that. But sometimes I even will find myself watching something going, oh, I'm not watching a WWE show. I've got to get in a different mindset because I really do think that WWE and majority of other wrestling promotions are two different products. Um, So I do got to sometimes when I'm watching WWE, I'm in a WWE mindset and I think that's why I still enjoy it as much as I do, because I think people are so used to other stuff now is that they watch WWE and want that from WWE. And that's just, yeah. it's not going to happen. Um, why I think WWE has a lot of flaws and they need to fix a lot of things. I really do think that I watch WWE for what it is. It is, it isn't marketed to me. It's marketed to my 10 year old brother. So yeah. I just, you just gotta, I think, watch WWE for what it is. And then if you really aren't watching WWE for what it is, watch everything else for what that is because you'll fall in love with that if your essence is still wrestling. Um, so yeah, I just, I, I think it requires different mindsets for different products, really. Mm, definitely. It's just, it is what it is. And it's, I don't think, do you ever think that mainstream wrestling will be New Japan or AEW, do you think it'll ever be in the sense of, okay, there's WWE that's in the mainstream and then there's AEW or then there's New Japan? Or do you think there's always going to be, because of WWE's strength and and longevity, it'll just always be WWE's kind of the mainstream and then you've got some others? I think this, the time that we're in now, is the biggest opportunity for another company to rival WWE as much as what WCW did. Um, Not saying that they will do it, overtake them, AEW, not saying that, you know, they're going to put WWE out of business, nowhere near. Um, But I was having this chat with my friend who was trying to wind me up about the Bucks and Kenny (laughs) the other day. And he was saying, mate, they're just another TNA. And I was saying, you know, they are nothing like TNA. TNA came at a time where there was no internet. Well, there was internet, but like there wasn't people actually using the internet yeah. like there is now. Um, where you know the people that they were signing on TNA, other than ex WWE guys, no one knew who the hell they were. Like we had to grow to love AJ Styles and and Christopher Daniels and and people like that in in TNA, Samoa Joe's of the world. You know, people who 
gave it a chance and watched it, grew to love those guys. Well, AEW are signing the Bucks, Cody, who people are fully aware of who they are. They're signing Chris Jericho, an ex-WWE guy, one of the best, probably the best if you count everything he's done in wrestling. Um, you know, they're signing Pac, who has a huge sort of base around people who are just wanting to know what he's doing. Not like as if they're just huge fans of him, but they're just so intrigued by the guy because of he's so mysterious of what he mm-hmm. does and what he doesn't do. You know, he took a whole year out of wrestling and social media completely, just nothing. <laughs> That's just so weird. Yeah. Um, you know, and there's, pe- there's people are aware of MJF and, you know, and people are now that Sonny Kiss guy, the, the, the gay wrestler, you know, I'd never heard of him before. Now I am hugely intrigued on Sonny Kiss yep. because of the internet, because they've made a huge deal about him. This is the biggest time for a company with a person in charge of, the, you know, the owner of the company, the cans. They are three times richer than Vince McMahon. Yep. Like that's not a joke. That is, I, I, I heard it the other day on a, on when I was on another podcast, and I thought it, surely it's not actually three three times. You know, it's, it must be. A, no, they are legitimately three three times bigger. That was the same. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and so it's it's not a TNA where they they didn't have like back pockets for days of just putting in money and stuff. These guys have that. They they have the the wrestlers that people are intrigued of watching, which is a different style to WWE. It's got to the point where WWE wrestlers are asking to leave after the yep. announcement of, of of All Elite Wrestling, which I don't think is a coincidence whatsoever that we're, we're hearing about all these stories. Um, there's no smoke without fire after all. Maybe it's not as bad as what the, the reports are being made of, but... Um, I think there's got to be some truth to it, definitely. Yeah. Um, and it's it's it is the time that if there was a time for uh, a company to be as equal to WWE or have the chance to be successful, it's now because of the internet, the fan base, the money. It's just a big culmination of everything, and it's a perfect timing, really, for All Elite Wrestling. And I really hope they do, because it's just good for us. Yeah. It's just to be so much... And it's good for the wrestlers as well. I mean... Yeah. It's like more freelance for them to work. <laughs> exactly. And, and like, the, the security side of it. I mean, I went to a show in Bristol, and I spoke to three people... Uh, Flash, Morgan Webster, Travis Banks, Millie McKenzie, all have been signed for NXT UK. And when I said to Travis Banks first, I said, oh, how are you finding NXT? By the way, all three of them, incredibly nice guys to speak to. Right. Just the nicest people. And Travis Banks was like, oh, it's so good because, you know, it's, it's just money coming in the door constantly. I don't have to worry about that anymore. I can focus on my wrestling more rather than when the next paycheck is coming um you know it's it's security if i if i get injured it's it's someone who can look after me and without having to me to pay my own bills from that and stuff like that so that's the same with aew guys who who are signing for them in in these exclusive deals they're getting um equal pay for women that's huge they're getting their health care paid that's huge and it's it's just good for them as well yeah i really want it to be successful it it is like we like we said just now, it's more places for these 
men and women to work. And I think that's what wrestling fans get so clouded about is that at the end of the day, these are, these are livelihoods. These are the, these are these people's jobs. So it's great for them first and foremost. Secondly, it's, it's great for fans because competition is what the wrestling business needs desperately. It thrives on competition to make everyone better. It's yeah. If you're, if, if you really are a strict WWE fan, then you should be excited for AEW because WWE, whether they like it or they don't, or they realize it or they don't, eventually they're going to have to step up their game or people are going to gravitate towards. You're going to lose a, a core bit of your audience regardless. Yeah, it's happening. Definitely. Um, so for someone like me who is predominantly a WWE fan, I am number one looking at that. I'm like, this is, this is WWE's chance to get their head out their ass. It's, it's time to step up your game because um, you will lose people like me. I, I am not afraid to watch something else, as I've kind of alluded to. I watch many other different things and I can appreciate everything else. If WWE keeps going in the direction that it's going, it's not going to be a very hard... Uh, they're kind of pushing me towards um, AEW a lot more than they wouldn't be. So number one, that for strict WWE fans, they should be looking forward to this. Number two, it's alternative, it's more wrestling to watch, um, whether you look at it as competition or not. It's it's another big, you know, financially backed company that, you know, we're talking about production value and stuff. We're not saying that it's going to look exactly like the WWE, but they're going to have the funds to necessarily do that if they wanted to. Um, so, yeah. you know, Vince McMahon's claim to, you know, the last 15 years, 20 years of wrestling is that he is, you know, a millionaire. He has a lot of money backing him. He can sign whoever he wants. Um, and kind of, you know, outweigh anyone else's deal. That's not the case anymore. Chris Jericho has made it very clear that AEW made him a very large offer, and it was one of the biggest deals of his career. Yeah. And WWE didn't match that. So, it's it's if you're looking at it from a business standpoint, um, AEW were very much on the level of WWE in the financial department. So... Vince can't or WWE can't have that as their number one thing anymore. Um, no, but I think I, as well, like AEW, <laughs> people are going, oh, they, they're just uh, they're just a Twitter page at the minute. You know, they haven't even yeah. got a, a show or oh, whatever. Yeah, they haven't that. had a show. <laughs> like things like that annoy me. But uh, take it what you've seen so far. They've they seen the complaints that the production values weren't as good at the first rally. The second rally, they were much better. Yeah. They've signed people that people want to see signed. They've done that. You see the Be In The Elite. If you watch Be In The Elite, I watched it this morning. Um, every episode in the last three weeks, Nick and Matt Jackson and Cody have stood in front of a camera and said directly to the camera, not indirectly and like dropped it in as, as a hint. They've directly looked into the camera and gone, we're showing up at these indie shows because we are scouring the planet for the best indie talents to sign yeah. for our company. Like, that's what they're doing. That's, that's, 
is the most intelligent thing to do if you are starting a new company right now. And I look at it in like different sports. If I was to start a football team, a soccer team in the Premier League right now, the first thing I'd be doing was going to smaller companies and looking at their best players because yep. that is the most intelligent thing to do. And and they're doing all the right things at at the right time right now. And you can't deny that they've they are doing that and yeah you know it's just exciting time they, they haven't done anything wrong yet they're they're doing all the things correctly how you, how you think they should be doing and yeah it's just it's just good to see it's just really good yeah, to see it's i, I agree and you know a lot of people i'm, I'm for, for one I, I know you'll agree with this because a lot of you know our community do is that there, there shouldn't be these complaints and just negativity towards a, a company that has literally started a month ago. Um, they're only like 40 days old. It's, it's, you know, so there shouldn't be all this negativity because it's, this, it's competition. It's healthy competition. It makes the whole industry better. And another yeah. thing that I kind of want to like bring up is, you know, they're, they're saying, a lot of people are saying, oh, outside of Cody and the Young Bucks and Jericho and a few others, it's just a bunch of indie guys. Well, guess how the wrestling, how, how do these indie stars become mainstream stars? Hmm. Yeah. Well, they get signed Look at your WWE champion right exactly. now. Exactly. Like, you look at Kevin Owens, Daniel Bryan, um, CM Punk, uh, the list goes on and on. At some point, they were, quote-unquote, indie stars. Yeah. They become mainstream stars by getting signed by a mainstream company. WWE is that. AEW is becoming that. It's how an indie star becomes a mainstream star. So, you know, people are saying, oh, it's just a bunch of indie stars. How do you not know in five years that all of them will be huge names and WWE will be bidding for them, New Japan will want them, AEW will want to keep them? There is no way to tell. You've got to find these talent. They're not necessarily going to come to you all of the time. It's not like, you know, you're going on a, like, a Got Talent show or the X Factor or something and oh, there's our next star. That's not how it works. You have to acquire these talent. And for, you know, you know, as a watcher of being the elite and stuff like that, they're going out to these shows and they are finding the best talent. They obviously have an eye for talent. So they have to... You can't just grab all of these mainstream stars. It's just not a thing that happens. You have to find young talent. You have to find new talent. You have to find indie talent to make them huge stars. Cody Rhodes wasn't a star the whole time. You know, he's only in the last couple of years become a very smart businessman and he's become better since leaving WWE. Chris Jericho wasn't always a mainstream star when... WCW or ECW acquired him in in the 90s. He certainly wasn't a big name. And now look at him now. He's a mainstream star. So it's just, I just, I think people on the internet in general just like to find something to complain about and just harp on about it. And I've had many interactions on Twitter or on Facebook or whatever it may be of just people like that, that I just give no time for. Um, the wrestling community can be really negative sometimes, and I've always been one to try to see the positive light. It's why I watch WWE like I do, because it's very easy to be negative towards it. But 
it's just sometimes you're ruining the experience for yourself. You're literally ruining the experience of AEW for yourself before you even get to see Double or Nothing or, you know, a television deal. It's it's literally you're stabbing your own self in the foot. And if you claim to be a wrestling fan and doing that, you're not going to like wrestling very much. No. And that that's the thing. Like, um, you know, I mentioned how they, we have people complaining about the production value the first time they upped it the second time. Like, these guys are listening yeah. to what we're saying and you know it's their first time like they're gonna learn from what happened at all in and and change things which didn't quite work and you know we've seen today the the pre-sale ticket codes or the coupon codes wherever it was people were complaining that they hadn't been sent theirs or something i bet your bottom dollar that the next time they do something like that people will be getting them immediately and that's the first thing that they'll get right because they're gonna work on things like that like you know, I, I said it before about a week ago to someone. Cody is more of a genius than his dad was in the wrestling world. I really do I, I think agree. that. Because you know, he just knows. Think of him what you will in the ring. Um, I like him passing in the ring, but I know a lot of people say they struggle to watch his in-ring sort of style and, and way and everything and don't think he's as good as what people make him out to me. But business wise i think he is an absolute genius i really do and the bucks too. are the same they 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 know what they're talking about they've they've lived the indie scene for so long and you know, they, they they've just got the right mind and the right attitude to to make it successful and they're not afraid to take risks and make mistakes because they're gonna they learn they'll learn about it and the next show they'll improve on it and i think that's the best thing about it yeah no i just um all in all, I just think it's a really good time to be a wrestling fan because for whatever you watch, it's going to make it better. Um, the one thing I kind of want to... I've always thought about this. People are saying, oh, it's it's either, you know, direct competition with WWE and they're going to take them down and blah, blah, blah. I think if anything, it hurts Impact a little bit more than WWE and because... I mean, it's it's not a knock. It's just a fact that Impact are very much below WWE. They're not direct competition with them. If if they were, they're not anymore. It's just I don't know. It 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 seems to be um, Impact TNA just have a little bit of um, I guess for a lack of a better term, it's just a bit of a stigma against them. Of they've tried so many times, and there's just been too many complications. Do you think AEW? Yeah are going to hurt impact a lot more than maybe we're thinking about. Do you know, that's a really good point. And I hadn't thought of it before, but I think you're genuinely right. I think if there is one company that will suffer from this, it is impact because mm-hmm. like their biggest draws are probably the, the Lucha brothers and they're being taken away we don't quite know what's going to happen with the contracts i think that's one thing um that needs to be sort of looked at before people make their judgment you know whether people who are signing for all elite wrestling um are going to be only at all elite wrestling because they are obviously paying for their health care and things like that so if they get injured on other shows how does that work so i would have thought they would only be on all elite wrestling um once it begins so you know that that means that impact would lose two of their biggest stars 
Um, that's not to say that even more guys will eventually go from Impact. You know, you look at um, LAX, they're a huge tag team talent who have been incredible uh, in 2018. The Young Bucks are looking for the best tag teams in the world because they feel so strongly about tag team wrestling. So if I'm thinking that LAX should be a good option for the Young Bucks to pick, I'm pretty sure the Young Bucks are thinking of LAX as well. Yeah. If you think if LAX and the Lucha Bros go, there's there's not a lot of tag teams left in Impact nope. um, in their division. And it's the same with the women's roster. You know, uh, Tessa Blanchard, she's one of the best women's wrestlers around on the indie scene. Um, she is one of the biggest Impact women's wrestlers. Yep. So would AEW look to pick up Tessa Blanchard? I'm sure Tessa would be interested. She gets yeah. equal pay to men now. Like, yeah. uh, Surely that's a pay rise and everything like that and more exposure. Um, you know, it's it, that's the only thing that I think is a downside. And, and um, yeah, you're right, impact could suffer because, like you said, there is a weird stigma that they they keep trying, they keep trying uh, to reignite themselves as different things, you know, global wars or whatever it was. I can't remember what it was called. Yeah, something um, like that. That didn't quite work. Nope. Impact, when they originally changed to it, didn't quite work. But in the last year, I must admit, they have improved. I think oh, yeah. Don Callis has made uh, a big improvement to them. Um, and I've checked out, I don't check out weekly shows. I, no. Every now and then I'll watch it. Um, I watched the Scarlet Bordeaux thing uh, episode the other day because it's Scarlet Bordeaux and she's <laughs> a very beautiful one. So I watched that episode um, for my own reasons. Um, but I have watched like Slammiversary and, and things like that when it's happened because they, they were put on good shows. I'm the same. I'm the yeah, same. They, they, are doing, they are doing well now. But I think you're right, mate. I think um, if anyone was to suffer, it's not WWE, it's Impact. Yeah, because... Obviously, WWE have name value, if anything. So, um, you know, they they've definitely have their place. Impact is in a weird zone because they don't necess- they have a spot, but I'm not necessarily sure if it's a great spot. There is a stigma against them. Um, while they have a lot of great talent, and like you mentioned, you've watched Slammiversary and I watched the last TNA paper, which was Homecoming, I think it was called. Um, yeah. I didn't even plan on watching it. It just happened to be a day that I was free and I watched it. It was a, I thought it was a pretty good show. Um, it's not that they're putting on bad quality wrestling. I don't think that is the case at all. It's just in terms of everything else that's going on, they're certainly not on that level. Um, AEW, I think it's safe to say, is going to be a bigger deal than Impact is. Um, yeah. It just is what it is. You talk about, you know, the tag team division, the women's division. Um, while they have a few stars in each of their little separate divisions, um, beyond maybe one or two stars, there isn't a lot to there isn't a person that could carry a division in my opinion that's not under no, meaning they have the talented talent. wrestlers yeah. yeah they just don't have superstars if yeah if we really want to look at it like that they haven't done enough to build everybody um they're certainly trying but i just think impact has you know it's flopped around to different networks it's had so many different name changes um a lot of people just associate impact and they think TNA 
you know, when it went through all of that issues with Dixie Carter and, you know, the a lot of lawsuits and money was lost and talent was let go when they really shouldn't have been and they just became a bit of a shitstorm. And I think yeah. while they've done their best to um, erase that and move on from that and make themselves better, I just think it's maybe a ship that's already kind of sunk in some in some aspects. Not in everything. Like we said, they're still putting on good quality wrestling. I just think sometimes in a, in a mainstream audience, wrestling isn't everything. And yeah. it is it is what it, it... It does suck, but they have had their, their chances and some of those chances they've have failed in, in some aspects. But that's not to the talent. The talent is certainly there. Um, it's just a, a matter of the company's issues, I think. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, as we're kind of... You know, we're kind of going everywhere here, but um, something I've always been, you know, anyone that's kind of listened to me, anyone that's kind of followed me on Twitter knows how much I value and always valued women's wrestling. Um, women have always been, even through all of those stages when it was not very great wrestling um, with, you know, the Divas division and just women in general, I, that's honestly that's when i first started seeking other forms of entertainment uh, wrestling entertainment was i wanted to see women being presented in a athletic and equal way and wwe wasn't giving me that i was getting two minute matches as everyone knows the story of of that time so that's when i first started um experiencing japanese women's wrestling and just American indie wrestling and in the UK and even here in Australia, um, there was a lot of talented women and I was always wondering why they weren't presented in a way on mainstream television. It just wasn't something that was happening. Um, To TNA's point, that's when I first started kind of watching TNA as well and they were presenting women in that way. Um, You know, everyone knows the story of now in a mainstream world and even in the indie scene, it's helped a lot of women being presented equally and getting the chance to, you know, just wrestle. Um, A, were you a fan of women's wrestling as a kid, even if it was presented in a different way in WWE? Um, And B, overall, do you think it's helped the business a lot or do you think it doesn't really make that much of a difference? Uh, well, I was a big fan of uh, like Trish and Lita and yep. Jazz and and Jacqueline. Um, obviously, they were presented to us very differently. Uh, it's not that I didn't want to see the um, brand panties matches. You know, it's you know, I'd still watch it and enjoy it because yeah. I was a teenage boy. Same, um, so was I. And that was exactly yeah. It was like it was you know, if it's given it to us like that, we'll we're gonna watch it. Yeah. But it's not like I was. Um, thinking this is all that the women are worth because then i watched a trish and lita match which main evented raw and and it was really good and yeah you know you see like lita doing moonsaults trish doing athletic stuff like you know that they're talented with wrestlers yeah exactly uh, but at the time that was all i was made aware of in in women's wrestling when i came back into it um sort of 2011 aj lee was a huge favorite of mine um, mainly because she was with Punk as well, so yeah. that sort of was a, a, a thing I enjoyed. Yeah, <laughs> but 
like she was doing that weird octopus stretch and i thought that was incredible and and to me she was in a different league of her own uh page then came on the scene she was very good as well and that's when i sort of fell out of wrestling and i missed the whole four horsewomen coming through nxt um until i got back into it uh sort of 18 months ago and and now like i'm really glad women are given the the chance to to do it and i i really really hope wwe take a gamble and make it the main event of mania i think it's the it perfect really time deserves to, do it. to be yeah definitely and you know you've got becky lynch who's the biggest thing in wrestling right now uh so if they miss that opportunity i think wwe are the stupidest people Me in too. the world of wrestling Me too. i really do that Ronda Becky match, just leave it as a as a single match. That's all it has to be. Charlotte can, you know, have a a decent match uh, lower down on the card. Like that's no like bad thing for Charlotte. No, not whatsoever. Like I I think personally, Charlotte Asuka had the best match at Mania. So do uh, I. Last year. Yeah, so it was I. such an entertaining match. Like a Spanish fly from the top rope. It's ridiculous. Just bell to bell, that match was just um, just so I good. Think it was just it was. If anything on Mania, it was the closest to a perfect match on that show. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, and, and I think it's the perfect time to do it. Um, women's wrestling is probably the biggest thing now. Yeah. I, I literally sent out a tweet, really, just before I came on on, on your show. People were talking about uh, Wilfred just did a uh, top five British wrestlers to watch in 2019. And on there was Candy Floss and Millie McKenzie. And I watched both of them in my hometown of Plymouth on Thursday night uh, for my local show. And it really reminded me how much I love those two wrestlers. Like uh, Candy Floss, she's just so much fun. And, you know, she comes out with a lollipop, sucking the lollipop. It's very fun, very hokey. And then you've got Millie McKenzie, who's the complete opposite. Yep. It's like a Pete Dunne style. She comes out, hair in a bun. She just looks like she wants to fight. She'll kick the crap out of people. But they were like almost friends and tag team and it was it was awesome and they were both like really entertaining to watch and they faced um a, a girl called sierra loxton who's an also quite a big indie name in in brit wrestling yeah. and giselle shaw who is a canadian wrestler who's uh, been trained by lance storm and it was a really entertaining match it was a fatal four-way and it just reminded me how much uh, i really like candy floss really like millie mckenzie so I think every time women's wrestling has like a, another step or has a bit of a showcase, uh, it impresses. And I, I, what I really like as well, uh, to go off on a bit more of a tangent, yeah, is <laughs> like when when women's wrestling is not just classed as women's wrestling anymore. It's just classed as wrestling. wrestling. Yes, exactly. And you, you brought up um, TNA. And the best thing I think that TNA have ever done is not call their women's division the women's division. It's called the knockouts division. It's given a completely different name. It's not, oh, this is our women's division. This is our knockouts division. It's full of female wrestlers who could kick ass. They're, they're awesome. And it, it makes it a little bit more, um, just just a bit more pedigree to it, yeah. really, I think. And we're seeing, like, uh, in other companies as well, like, their main champion is a women's wrestler like fight club pro's main champion is miko satamora who is absolutely phenomenal like, just wow she's sucked for 20 years she's been incredible you know millie mckenzie is is going in main events against different men uh, i think riptide wrestling has a match which i cannot wait to see is tk cooper versus candy floss and like tk cooper is like talking shit about 
candy floss and it's just so funny in like the build up to that match and i think that's like this friday or next friday one of the two but i can't wait to see that and it's you know 20 years ago would we have been saying that really if it wasn't a china match probably not no it is um it it, i i've always wanted this i've always my favorite wrestler growing up other than chris jericho was molly holly so i loved wrestlers i just really appreciated wrestling and so you know instead of course i like trish i like lita um but molly holly who wasn't known for her sex appeal at all she was just a wrestler just really good yeah Yeah, and that's what i i kind of like so i always wanted more of that when i did seek out you know other options other than wwe i realized okay there's a lot of wrestlers like molly holly a lot of ladies that would just throw down um, and in, you know, this day and age now that at least if anything, while I do honestly think that the main event of WrestleMania will be a women's match, at least we're talking about it. So the possibility is there. So that is not something we would talk about five years Definitely. ago, 10 years ago. So at least the, we're talking about it. Um, it's not to say that you know, it's weird. I, I've stated this so many times. I don't know if you'll agree or not, but we talk about the main event of WrestleMania being um, Becky Lynch and Ronda Rousey. I don't see it as like, oh, this is a women's match main eventing WrestleMania. While I do see the significance of it and I'm like, this is a big deal, it's just the hottest thing going. There shouldn't be a question against it because... There's nothing that is on its level, in at least yeah. in WWE. It sh- it it does it is the main event story. Just in terms of you know gender aside, there's there's nothing else hotter than it. Um, I think that just kind of is a testament to the way WWE presented Ronda and and Becky. Um, you can't really name anyone in the in the industry at the moment that's hotter than than Becky Lynch. Um, my mum, who does not watch wrestling, she knows of it because of me, knows who Becky Lynch is. She doesn't really know too many other wrestlers. It's just because she's seen, you know, tidbits here and he- here and there just around of Becky Lynch. So that's just another... Becky Lynch is breaking into the mainstream kind of pop culture world. Um, I guess that brings me to this question is that, you know, you mentioned briefly that you think it should just be one-on-one and Charlotte can do something lower down the card. Do you think, you know, looking past, say say Becky and Ronda is the main event of WrestleMania, do you think there's, just because there's one women match, you know, main eventing WrestleMania that it can't do it again? Do you think this is going to be a question of maybe next year it'll just be that women are the main event? Uh, I don't think necessarily we'll have it as if it, every year it's going to be women's wrestling, it's going to be main event, or uh, next year it will never happen. I think it's going to be, if WWE are clever, they'll realize that when they do put, um, let's just say that it's going to happen. Like we uh, we have a mystical ball, it's going to happen. So we know it's going to happen and WWE are happy to do that because that's what the fans want. If they realize that 
there was no drop in views or buys or anything like that or if it made an improvement people are talking really highly about this wrestlemania and you know vince is going huh we 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 had two women's wrestlers in the main event and people are saying this is one of the best WrestleManias for a long time. Uh, we we had an up in sales. Uh, we sold more women's merchandise than ever before. Um, say if that happened, then I think there's a possibility that in the future it won't be every year or never again. It will be on the occasions that it means that it makes the most sense. Yeah, like this year it makes the most sense. Whereas last year if they did it, they would have done it because of the women's revolution. Yep. Because where they had the first ever hell in a cell, they had the first money in the bank, they had the first Royal rumble. Well, then it would have just made sense to have the first WrestleMania main event, but they didn't do it. And in a way, I'm glad they didn't because they didn't have, uh, Charlotte Asker. Yes. Was a great buildup and the match I was looking forward to the most, but it didn't have a main event feel to it. Nakamura, okay. AJ should have should have ended WrestleMania for me um, last year because it won. He was the the Royal Rumble winner, and I don't really see the point in not having the Royal Rumble winner as the main event. Um, I think that's the whole point of the Royal Rumble. Yeah, and 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 two, it's got to be your most heated feud for me, and 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 the feud that people are looking forward to the most. And this year. We've just like we're what a week, two weeks after the rumble, and Becky Ronda is the only really big storyline that yep. we have going towards Mania that we know will last to Mania. Like Seth Rollins, Brock, I'm not interested in that yet. Like I'm sure it's going to be a case of when it gets closer, um, I'll either be interested in it or not. But yeah. it's because it's it makes the most sense this year. So I'm hoping you know in a couple of years' time. Maybe we'll have a, a Charlotte versus Sasha Banks and leading up to uh, main of, uh, uh, Mania, Charlotte and Sasha Banks have such a heated rivalry that they, they just think, do you know what? That's how, that is a main event material. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's pull the trigger on it again. Let's do it again because it worked last time. I, ho- I hope that's what it is as well. Me too. Because it's it, just, it makes yeah. it equal. Yeah. I just want, like like you said, I've I've I always think, they always say what's next in the women's evolution and while i like that wwe are presenting a women's evolution and women are doing this and that i do just want it to just become the norm and it's just all inclusive wrestling there's no women mm. there's no men we don't call it men like wrestling we just call it wrestling i just yeah. want that to be a thing and i th- i think in in a mainstream world we could get there and it could happen it, it'll take some time and it, it it's on WWE's part to present it as just wrestling. It's all, you know, we don't need an announcer saying the following is a women's tag team match or a women's match. It's just a match. It's just like anything else. Um, yeah. That's what we got to do to get true equality within the wrestling business, at least in the um, front of camera kind of role. Um, I think that's just the thing that, that is a necessary step. I just don't know when it will happen. But at least we're kind of talking about these things. And I I honestly think that the women in general are doing 
they're consistently performing at a better level, I think, anyway. I just think they work a lot more as a team. I've said this about 205 Live. I think that those guys on that show work with one common goal, and it's to make 205 Live the best, and they want the yeah. whole... So I just think there's a little bit less of, I want to be the best, and a little bit more of, we want this whole thing to be the best. Um, I think a lot of the ladies have that mentality. Why you want to be the best in your division or, you know, you want to be on top of your game like Becky is like, um, I do think there is a little bit more of a team mentality as opposed to everything else. But that's just my opinion. Um, it is what it is. It is, it is exciting all across the board, you know, AEW, WrestleMania time, just everything that's going on. I think it's pretty safe to say it's pretty fun to be a wrestling fan at the moment, especially for us. Podcasting is, there's so much to talk about. Oh, yeah. That's the best thing about it. Definitely. Uh, well, as we're kind of winding down, um, is there anything that you would like to kind of plug away? What is, what's kind of coming up on your agenda? What have you got coming up that you'd like to let us know about? So, um, I have a couple of fantasy booking matches uh, coming up again. I have my first champion, Royally Rumbled, uh, the podcast. They are my first fantasy booking champion, so I have contenders matches for them. Um, I recently, as the day we record in this, uh, had an episode come out where the winner of that match will face Mike Aaron, who is a big member of the wrestling community. Mm -hmm. Um, And whoever wins that match will face Roydy Rumbled in their first title defense. So that's pretty cool. Um, The fantasy booking matches are really heating up now, and I'm really enjoying it. Um, I have a couple of interviews lined up, uh, one with a big, not big, but they they are a new uh, wrestling company in Brit Wrestling who are doing extraordinary things already. Um, I have that coming up uh, next week which should be good, as well as a couple of interviews with a couple of wrestlers, which uh, I always enjoy doing, and I need to get on to doing that more. Um, That's sort of the podcast side of things. Video side of things for my YouTube, I've got a couple of YouTube videos coming out soon, uh, working with Foul Original, and one that I'm going to do by myself as well, which should be good. Um, So all is good in in Omega Luke's world, but um, I appreciate you uh, letting me come on your show, Josh. Um, really enjoyed it, by the way. I uh, can't believe how long we've been been chatting. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and um, I'm going to get you on my show soon. I, I can guarantee it. So yeah, definitely. I'll, I'll, I'll definitely be down for that. Um, go and check out all of his stuff because he is very, very good. I'm like I said, I'm not just blowing smoke because he's here. He is actually, I am a fan of his. So please, um, where can everyone find you on social media? So I'm on Twitter at Omega underscore Luke, uh, spelt just like Kenny Omega underscore and then L-U-K-E. Um, that's that's mainly where I post all my stuff. I also have uh, a Facebook page, Omega Luke Wrestling Podcast, uh, Instagram, Omega Luke Wrestling Podcast, and the YouTube, um, just Omega Luke Wrestling is probably the best way to find me on there um, where, I, where I post some some strange videos. I, I get my creative things bubbling. I, I made a clone of myself in my last video, which was quite fun. Went down quite well. So you may see my clone pop up a few more times there. <laughs> he is, it, I've, it, he's just a fun dude. I do 
like your stuff a lot. So um, please go and follow him on social media if you're not already. Um, go check out all of his stuff. It is fun. You can find everything for Wrestling Reverb. It's all at Wrestling Reverb for Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, everything like that. You'll find it all. Um, and please go to iTunes, rate this podcast five stars, do whatever you want to do, um, and keep listening. I really noticed the last kind of couple months, I am starting to gain a little bit of steam, which is fun, because it's more people to talk about wrestling with, and that's all I really care about at the end of the day. So, um, I thank you very much for coming on. Very, very appreciated that you accepted my invitation, and we were able to work out something. It's been a fun chat, to be honest with you. Definitely. Um, And I will catch you guys next time. Kevin will be back later in the week. And um, we have some fun stuff planned for you then. Until then, peace.